Chapter Three of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Through Interior Morocco, we have left Tangier and are traveling on horseback through the land of Morocco. We have an escort of Moorish soldiers furnished by the Sultan to protect us from the wilder tribes, and quite a caravan of pack mules to carry our baggage including the tents in which we shall rest at noon and at night our servants are dark-faced arabs in burnooses and our soldiers carry long guns and look fierce the men with the tents usually start first and when we reach the camping places the tents are already up and our meals are prepared we have plenty of canned food with us and we buy fresh fruits chickens eggs and milk at the villages and towns on the way our animals are fastened at night by tying their forefeet together with a long rope which is secured to a peg driven into the ground we start early each morning and walk gallop or trot as we please on the way the trail changes from time to time now we are in the mountains where the fierce berbers live they stare at us and evidently despise us because we are christians now we are on the plains in the farm villages of the arabs and now in towns somewhat like tangier where the chief people are moors how delightful it is the sky is bright blue and the air from the atlas mountains whose highest peaks are now covered with snow is pure and bracing there are no roads in morocco only caravan tracks and bridle paths and our way is right through the fields much of the land is rich and we ride for miles through crops of green barley wheat millet and corn now going over a plain spotted with daisies daffodils buttercups and irises and now through valleys where there are beautiful ferns and palmetto trees we see many fig orchards surrounded by prickly pear hedges and groves of dark green olive trees loaded with fruit farther up in the mountains are vineyards and lemon trees and orange trees there are also forests of walnut trees and of the evergreen oaks whose bark is used for corks throughout the world at times a great stork flies over us and again a flock of crows or an eagle the air is filled with buzzing beetles and other insects we catch butterflies when we camp and gather wild flowers to press and send home to our friends ripe dates and figs are brought us fresh from the trees and we stop at an orange orchard and pick some of the fruit at one place we visit a large fruit farm and see figs prepared for export to the united states and europe when the figs are dead ripe they are gathered and laid upon boards in the sun to dry when dry they are pressed into shape one by one and then packed in boxes or mats for shipment abroad morocco has many delicious figs some kinds are white some black some purple and others yellow or green the purple figs are among the best although the yellow ones are more beautiful fig trees are raised from seeds the sprouts are transplanted in rows so that they stand sixteen or more feet apart they begin to yield fruit at three years and some varieties will produce two crops a year for centuries figs are grown in different parts of northern africa in spain portugal greece and other countries upon the mediterranean sea and also in california there are altogether more than three hundred varieties of this fruit another valuable product of morocco is the olive 
we see olive orchards almost everywhere and watch the dark-skinned people gathering the fruit and pickling it or pressing it to make olive oil olives when first picked look much like blue or green plums the trees are set out not far apart and are carefully cultivated at about the eighth year after planting they come into bearing after which they will bear for a hundred years or more for this reason it is said that the man who sets out an olive orchard lays up an inheritance for his children's children some trees will yield forty gallons and some even one hundred gallons of olives in one year the fruit for pickling is gathered comparatively green that for oil remains on the tree until dead ripe in making oil the olives are spread on a floor of glazed tiles to let the water in them run off after this they are pressed yielding an oil which is the olive oil of commerce going onward we see strange things at every step we pass camels so loaded with grass that they look like hay stacks on legs there are many men in turbans and gowns and women with covered faces like those of tangier the people riding the camels bob up and down as the huge beasts swing themselves over the roads and those upon donkeys have their bare feet almost touching the ground as their little beasts patter along now a turbaned arab calls out to us alaikum salam which means peace be with you our guide tells us how to reply and we cry out as we bow salam alaikum with you be peace some of the natives however are by no means so friendly and were it not for our guard from the sultan we might have to fight now and then a company of fierce-looking arabs with long guns in their hands dashes by upon horseback they are mohammedans and are unfriendly to christians we pass through many villages of rude huts made of stone mud or straw each house has a wall or hedge of cactus about it many have dogs which bark at our horses as we ride by some of the villages are high up on the hills and some are on the plains many are partly composed of tents and some are all tents arranged in circles or squares the tents are the homes of shepherds who are pasturing their flocks moving on as the grass fails the shepherds wear hoods and long cloaks we hear them singing as they tend their sheep in the fields there are goats everywhere they are reared for their wool and skins now and then we cross brooks creeks or little rivers and at such places always find the people using the water to irrigate the fields they raise it to the higher levels by two wheels set at right angles to each other moving in cogs and connected with a third wheel which has clay jars tied to its rim this last wheel is so set that as it turns the jars dip into the water and fill as the jars come to the top they empty into a trough which leads out to the fields the motive power is usually a blindfolded ox camel or mule the farming of morocco is everywhere rude the ploughs have but one handle they are often little more than crooked sticks shod with iron which scratch the surface of the ground the farmers are poor they are heavily taxed the officials of the sultan leaving them little more than enough to support life going farther south we cross the Sebu river and a little later find ourselves on the green plain of fez we make our way over a country covered with palmetto trees and coarse grass now passing through beautiful wild flowers and rich crops 
until at last away off in the distance we see a white city it turns gray as we near it and we perceive a gray wall with towers upon it the domes and minarets of mosques rise high above the wall and we are told that we are in sight of fez the chief city of morocco and the home of the sultan for a part of each year it lies about one hundred miles back from the atlantic ocean in a pear-shaped valley surrounded by hills on which are orchards of orange pomegranate olive and apricot trees we meet more and more people as we come closer there are tents outside the walls and caravans of camels and donkeys going back and forth over the road aided by the escort of the sultan we pass through the crowd and enter the gates we are at last in fez the capital of morocco End of chapter three